Hi there and welcome to this week's podcast from journalism.co.uk. In this episode we'll be taking a look at The Guardian's latest virtual reality project which enables viewers to explore how a baby sees the world in its first six months. Virtual reality can transport audiences to places they've never been before and help them experience that which they'll never get a chance to. Of course, this has appealed to publishers who have been able to use the advancements in the technology to make audiences feel certain emotions and sympathise with what they're watching, completely getting lost in the world around them. And when you're portraying the life of a Syrian refugee, for example, or say someone in solitary confinement, this can help tell the story by immersing the viewer into a situation so different from their normal lives. The Guardian's latest virtual reality project takes viewers back to their first 12 months, a time we've all experienced but forgotten as we grow and develop. Using the latest research in neural development and colour vision in infants, viewers can see what it was like to interact with the world as a baby. Welcome to your first day. This time is critical. As you grow into adulthood, these moments will fade from your memory, but they will echo through the rest of your life. The experience is designed to let viewers relive this early stage of life, witnessing the scene around them gradually change from blurry, muted colours to a vibrant 3D room with human interaction. The voice of Charles Nelson, Professor of Paediatrics at Harvard, guides viewers through the experience as they see actors as their parents interact with them. Nelson explains the impact of brain development, behaviour and social functioning in children if they're deprived of responsive care and social interaction during their first year of life. Nicole Jackson is the deputy editor of the VR studio at The Guardian and one of the producer-directors in the team. She explained to me how the idea came about and why they decided to embark on the project. We were thinking about situations or places that we could place you in VR that you wouldn't normally be able to access. And, you know, everyone has been a baby and no one can remember that period, the most crucial period of our development. We worked really closely with Nicola Davis, who's our science reporter, and that's really important for all of our projects. They're obviously grounded in journalism. That's why we, The Guardian, are making them. And she did a lot of the colour research for us, so all of the visual effects that take place within the piece, you know, the the changes that um, happen in a baby's vision, they are from her research. And then we also spoke to Professor Charles Nelson, who is a professor of paediatrics at Harvard University. He looked at the effect of lack of social interaction on the Romanian orphans in the 1990s. So he was the perfect person for us to speak to about how a lack of social interaction can affect neural development in newborn babies. And What's interesting for us about this piece is it's a hybrid of fiction and non-fiction. So we hired actors to play the parents, but all of the interview that you hear in the background with Charles Nelson is our interview that we did with him. The Guardian now has a designated team making virtual reality experiences and has produced first impressions as part of a series of six films the outlet will produce for Daydream View. We wanted to do it because we felt like it was really important to give people a range of VR experiences. And we'd just done 6x9 Solitary Confinement and also um, Underworld, which is a look at subterranean London. And this felt like a more 
pleasurable viewing experience for people. And also we were really interested in the latest research in, in colour development in babies. So lots of people assume that babies, when they're born, they see in black and white. And in fact, they see with some colour already. So that for us felt like, you know, something that we could bring that was newsworthy. In the film, at first, the world is very blurry. You can barely make anything out. It's all sort of seems as if it's in black and white. And gradually things begin to come to clarity, colours start to appear, and eventually about two-thirds of the way into the film you have full vision. Audiences are able to get the baby, or themselves in this case, to make noises towards the end of the film to attract their parents by simply clicking on a button on the headset's remote, further immersing the viewer in the scene. We wanted to give you some agency within the piece because I think the more people feel like they have agency in the piece, the more they feel invested in it. And also I think the more believable it is that you're in that environment. But actually for us it worked really well to only sort of put interactivity in towards the end because when you are first born, you are completely helpless. You can't, you know, move your head, hold up your own sort of body weight you or your own sort of head weight you can barely see you know you you are really helpless and so we felt that actually to be able to put you in this position where you can barely see and you might press the clicker and that will produce the sound of a baby but that no one will necessarily respond to it is probably quite accurate to how it must feel and then obviously by the end when you're probably sort of six well not probably you are six to twelve months old when you press the clicker your mother comes over and it feels as if you're in a dialogue with her. After I made this piece, it really made me think about how I had interacted with my own children and how I now interact with other people's babies. Um, I think anything that helps you understand, you know, a, a state of mind, if you like, or a sort of um, process, uh, a period of development is useful. So I think, you know, it, it's very difficult to study babies because obviously it's hard to test them. So I think anything that aids that is is important. And also, you know, we felt like it was helpful to highlight that small interactions with your child that aren't necessarily about having lots of time and money that you know working parents sometimes can feel very stretched in their time that they spend with their kids can make a huge difference so just to sit on the floor and 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 talk to the baby to interact with it maybe while you're tidying up around it that that can really aid neural development I think Charles Nelson was saying that you know Kids born in poverty but with really responsive parents do better, actually, than kids who are born in more affluent homes but with non or less responsive parents. And I found that really interesting. There's no doubt about it that VR is an incredible way to immerse viewers into a story. But what do we need to think about when creating spherical content? I asked Nicole to give us her thoughts. For us, it's a new way of storytelling that puts you inside the story. Immersive storytelling is, feels so much more powerful than, you know, obviously traditional storytelling is you're outside of the story and you're sort of looking in. But to now sort of take a central position inside that story, it just feels like a, a very strong way to tell certain stories. I don't think that VR works for everything. And I think that it's really important to make sure that the subject matter is appropriate for VR, if that makes sense. I think sometimes there's a tendency to just put a 360 camera in a situation and film it and that's your sort of VR experience, but you don't necessarily need to experience that in VR. You could have just watched it as a documentary. And you can check out the First Impressions VR experience on Google Daydream.
For more podcasts from journalism.co.uk and to check out our write-ups on the 6x9 and Underworld VR projects from The Guardian that Nicole mentioned earlier, please check out our website. Thank you.